0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Is Matt with Squared Circle Classics? I'm joined with uh, Tommy Fierro from 80s Wrestling, and you are listening to 80s Wrestling Radio uh, Monday night. Let's let's uh, let's get into talking about some Saturday Night's main event. One of uh, the flagship shows that uh, the World Wrestling Federation created back in the mid '80s. One of uh, the, the the biggest things that helped probably build the the, the World Wrestling Federation brand. Through the 80s and into the early 90s, and so tonight's talking all about uh, some of our best memories and what we loved about Saturday Night's men Event, some of our favorite matches and moments. Um, and uh, for everyone out there listening to uh, to call in, um, and uh, and give us some of your your favorite moments and matches. Uh, Tommy, what's going on, man? How you doing? How's your uh, how's your Monday? Good,
0: man. Good. It's uh I tell you what, this is an exciting topic. Uh, I, we were talking off air right before we came on saying now how much we both love Saturday Nights Made Event as a kid and, and I was looking forward all day to this episode. Uh, I still remember as a kid, Matt, when uh you know, I would take a nap around nine o'clock or so at night and then, you know, and have my mom wake me up at like twenty five after eleven. Uh it came out eleven thirty Eastern time here in, in New Jersey. And uh I was always so excited for Saturday Nights Made Event as a kid. And I couldn't wait to watch it. I'll tell you what, one of my favorite things uh, about Saturday Night's Main Event is back when uh, they opened it, and and the song was different than the one that played here uh, at, at the beginning. I used to like it was dan 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 dan, 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 dan. And that one.
2: Yep, that's what inception. I
0: was hoping for. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So uh, and then and then what was cool is when they 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 did those opening uh vignettes. Where you know Jake the Snake would be in the shower with the snake, and, and and they would just do those quick like ten second, fifteen second clips, like promoting you know the matches for later in the episode. I used to love that.
1: Yeah, man, the opening vignettes, and they kind of had that like real tense music they would play, and they'd have kind of a blue screen, green screen going on in the background with with uh, their every guy got their own logo, and then they got to come on and talk for like fifteen you know, to 30 seconds to hype their match and then their opponent would come on and a, a great way to, to set the uh, the stage. Hey, real quick, uh, before we jump into it, we want to give you guys the phone number to call in. Um, if you guys want to call in, please do right away. Give us, we want to hear what you uh, have to say about Saturday Night's Main Event and some of your favorite memories. So the number to call in is 323-927-2953. Again, the number is 323 927 Two nine five three. Go ahead and, and give us a call, and uh, we'll get you through. We're on here for uh, for the next hour talking about Saturday night's main event. So Tommy, let me ask you, man. Like you and I, obviously, we're the same age. We grew up on this stuff. So like, this is some of like our, our probably our, our best wrestling memories as, as kids growing up. What is your like? What when you when, when you when you say Saturday night's main event? What's the first thing for you that comes to mind? Like, what's your favorite moment or match?
0: You know, b- before before we came on the air, I was gonna say it was Mega Power versus the Twin Towers when Savage turned on Hogan, but then I realized that was the main event, uh, not Saturday Night's main event. But that was a, you know, that that came off from Saturday Night's main event. Uh, I'll always remember that, and I mean, I guess you can kind of sort of tie in the main event with Saturday Night's main event, but it's really not the same. Um, uh, there's a bunch of a bunch of memories, man. When I was I was going through. Uh, Right now, a bunch of the matches, a lot of them came back to my mind that I I, I completely forgot about. Uh, some of the the classic matches ever, man, were on there. But if I had to pick one, and I'm, I got a feeling you're gonna probably say the same thing, because uh, we did talk about this off the air as well. Uh, who can forget the Hulk Hogan, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff, Steel Cage match, where they you know they both came down at the same time, and it was you know the double screen. I mean. Uh, that was such a classic memory. Uh, that was definitely one of my favorite memories. Uh, but one of them also that uh, was, was uh, something I remember huge as a kid. And it was actually the highest rated Saturday night's main event was the battle Royal with Andre the giant and Hulk Hogan, uh, which aired on March the 14th. And it was only a few weeks prior to WrestleMania three. And I, uh, I mean that's a huge, huge, huge number, eleven point six. If you think about WWE, uh, nowadays what they're what they're drawing for their T V ring, eleven point six on a Saturday night, eleven thirty at night is just mind boggling. And uh I'll never forget Andre and Hogan in that battle royal. And you remember who won that battle royal on that?
1: I mean it's one of my favorite moments. Absolutely. Yeah. Um and um it's one of those ones that uh that that I've been Keeping in the queue for my Instagram page to kind of do a feature on at some point, uh, because you know that was the, that that particular match was that or that Saturday's main event was two weeks before WrestleMania three, so all the build up from Hogan and Andre was going on at that point, and this was their last opportunity to have that national platform to really sell that angle and to to drive the uh, the pay per view buys, and what's really interesting is. You know, Vince's commentary is, like, next level on that entire Battle Royal. I mean, he's pretty hyped, and we'll get into it more as we talk about kind of like the totality of the show. But, you know, uh, Vince's commentary for the Battle Royal to really build the drama between Hulk and Andre and the way that they produced it and shot it was was really spectacular. I mean, you know, they were pulling out, like, all the stops, and Vince is just absolutely selling that whole is selling his ass off. You know, he's selling that show um, or selling, you know, basically the set up for WrestleMania with what's going to happen in that Battle Royal. And so, um, yeah, man, that was, that was so great. And for me as a kid too, like <clears throat> being a, a Portland kid and Billy Jack Haynes had just gotten into the promotion um, and he got to the, the very final, uh, it was him and Hercules at the final two. So I was pretty amped. I'm like, yeah, man, a local kid's going to win it. You know, and uh, and then Hercules wins that with uh, I think like Bobby Heenan helped him cheat, and then anyway that obviously then uh, immediately turned that turned that angle, um, you know, into their match for uh, for WrestleMania three. But yeah, that's that's definitely an iconic moment for sure.
0: Absolutely. And how, how about let's I mean since I, I mentioned Orton and Hogan, I guess we'll talk about that. Uh, that's gonna be I know that's one of your favorite matches as well in the history of Serenade's main event, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean I think for me I don't necessarily say it's the best match, but I when when talking about Saturday night's main event, that is the match that always first comes to mind is that Hogan Orndorf uh cage match. I think it was early January of eighty seven. Um, you know, they were coming off a feud of like six months. In fact, I mean if you if you if you trace it back, you know, that might be aside from Savage, that might be Hogan's longest feud throughout uh, his time, you know, during that golden era period, you know, and they, they had that huge big match, which was kind of like the precursor for um, WrestleMania three, which they did in Toronto. They called, I think it was called the big event back in August of 86, that outdoor, um, when they played at Blue Jays, Toronto stadium. Um, And I think they got like 60,000 plus for that. And, you know, they headlined that, but you know, that whole summer after the heel turn for Orndorff, you know, they carried that feud from pretty much July, August of '86, and it culminated. It pretty much ended on that Saturday night's main event in that cage match. And yeah, I mean, just so iconic. You know, I, I thought Orndorf is probably one of the more underrated heels that that uh, we ever saw during the golden era of WWF. And you know, he, him and Heenan together were just perfect. Uh, just a perfect foe for Hogan. I love the big blue steel cage and yeah, you know, the way they set that drama with the, the feet, you know, jumping down and, and touching at the same time and the fact, you know, that they, they would cut to commercial, I mean, the drama just built and built, and then the fact that they were, they went back and they restarted the match and, you know, everything about that, you know, I think there's a lot of really great things about that particular match how, you know, that, that can, that, that still ring true today in, in terms of how wrestling, how sports entertainment builds to builds a storyline and, and builds it with drama and intensity and really kind of hooks you and sucks you in. Um, you know, that's, that's some of the lost art I feel like that, that, that we don't see a lot today um, is the, having that patience to really draw um, a, a really in-depth storyline like that. And then the way they, they told it through that match and with the the ending and all that, it was just, it was awesome, man. And so, you know, I, I think there's probably a few other matches, like from the wrestling perspective, that's probably better. But in terms of, you know, you asked me what's probably, you asked me, like, what's my biggest wrestle or uh, Saturday Night's Main Event moment? It's the Hogan-Ollendorf cage match for sure.
0: Yeah, man, I agree. You know what made Saturday Night's Main Event so special, too, is, you know, back then, you know, when it was Wrestling Challenge and, and Superstars of Wrestling, you know, you had the superstars. You know wrestling you know the enhancement guys and back then there was only you know four pay-per-views a year so i mean if you wanted to see the stars wrestle each other you know, you'd have to go to the house shows that's you know that's that was that's was so big about the house shows back then is you saw the wrestlers you know the superstars colliding with each other but you also get to see that in sarah and it's main as well so you know i mean they'd have one you know halfway decent match on superstars or or uh wrestling challenge, you know, once a week, but uh and primetime wrestling did as well. But, you know, if it wasn't for the pay per views or if it wasn't for the house shows, you know, you would get to see these big matches, these big encounters on Saturday night's main event. And they also I believe I'm pretty sure they positioned these I, I didn't I didn't check the dates on them but I, I, I think I remember they positioned these Saturday's main events that take place prior to their big pay per views. Uh, I know uh one would always be in early January, one would be right before WrestleMania, one would be right before SummerSlam, and another one would be before uh Survivor Series and that would help, you know, build and sell pay per view buys for these as well, you know. But yeah, that was that was always such a, a key factor in Saturday Night's Main event is you get to see you know these big matches that you, you didn't really get to see unless you were going to the house shows or watching them on pay per view. You know,
1: it's a great point, and I think you know it's a great segue. I think for for you know into my my next point. But before I get there, let me give uh, the listener hotline real quick to call in with your best Saturday night's main event. The number to call is three two three nine two seven. Two nine five three. You're talking with Matt from Squared Circle Classics and Tommy Fierro from 80s Wrestling on 80s Wrestling Radio, talking about Saturday Night's main event. Three two three nine two seven two nine five three. Give us a call and uh, chime in, man. Join the conversation. Um, but yeah, listen, Tommy. Everything you just said is like for me. I, you know, I, I think the more I thought about it, like leading up to this this episode, is I think Saturday Night's main event is probably my favorite thing about eighties wrestling overall. And the reason why is you just you, you nailed it is that, you know, every week when we would watch it on Saturdays, you would get the um the, the superstars against the enhancement talent and the squash matches and then you'd get the event center and all the other promos to build up to uh the bigger feuds that you'd only really get at house shows. And, you know, you being a guy from, from um out on the East Coast you know, in your neck of the woods in the Northeast, you know, being at the WWF was like, like relatively easy. Right. Cause you could probably go to a house show almost anytime you wanted within like a 30 or 50 mile radius for me Definitely. living on the West coast in the Northwest. I mean, we didn't get them maybe more than like two times a year, three, if we're lucky. So, you know, we didn't get a lot of those. So, um, you know, for us it was like obviously watching a lot of the, um, uh, the superstars the challenge. And, uh, but, but it was, it was that star versus star that you got on Saturday night's main event. That was so huge um, that uh, you know, when I was a kid, and this is how big of an eighties wrestling nerd I became like Saturday night's main event is what drew me in to become a fan. Cause that's the first time I ever saw the WWF. Um, but I would be such a nerd that every single Sunday when the Sunday paper would show up and the TV guide would be in the Sunday paper, the first thing I would do before grabbing anything else, comics, sports, whatever, I'd grab the TV guide. I'd go and look at the program because they'd always have like late night programming, right, for all like Tonight Show, David Letterman, you know, all this stuff. I'd always look to see if if Saturday Night Live was going to be preempted for Saturday because back then that's the only way Me too, man. You know, you didn't know, you didn't, sometimes they wouldn't let you know um, on, on challenge uh, or superstars, but they, they started to get into a pattern after 85, 86, where it was like almost like every five to six weeks on average is when they would have it. So I would be like, Oh man, is this the week? Is this the week? And if I saw it, man, I would just completely (laughs) like be like doing cartwheels in my living room. I mean, that's uh, before the internet and all that. I mean, that's the way, that's the way you had to find out. And uh And, and yeah, man. So like, for me, it just takes me back to those eyes. So, Hey, um, Tommy, it looks like we've got a caller. We've got Cole calling from New Jersey here on line one Cole. Welcome to eighties wrestling radio. You're on with Matt and Tommy. Hey, Matt and Tommy,
3: it's good to be back. Uh, I haven't called in for a while, but, uh, I saw that it was, uh, an episode on uh Saturday night's main event and it's one of my favorite segments that the WWF product has ever put out and all. And, um, I'd have to say, yeah, I agree with a lot of your points on, um, you know, it was like superstar versus superstar. A lot of the times you'd see like Hulk Hogan versus an enhancement guy like Spitball Patterson or things like that. Or like underneath guys like Steve Gatorwolf and things like that. And I thought it was, you know, really cool that you got to see, you know, star versus star outside of like house shows and pay-per-views.
1: Yeah man, absolutely. Do you have uh do you have like a favorite match from uh from that period? Uh I have
3: uh, I before uh, calling in, I actually rewatched my favorite uh Saturday Night's Main Event and it was the uh January 4th, 1986 Saturday Night Main Event. Um I, my favorite match on that card was uh Hogan versus Terry Funk.
4: Yeah.
1: That's a great one. You know it's what I love about that one too is that there's a great vignette that they opened the show with, because I think that show took place down in Florida, and they did a whole series of vignettes for that show, um, where uh, they were interviewing guys. Me and Gene and Hogan were out on the by a pool and making protein shakes, and 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 Roddy Piper and Jesse Ventura were. We're making fun of the hill, uh, the uh, hillbilly gym, because I think they're wrestling themselves. So they had these great vignettes outdoors in this kind of this beach environment that kind of set the stage for uh, for that show. And that was really kind of like the beginnings of when I think like Vince was was building the entertainment perspective to to promote the matches by doing some of those really cool creative vignettes at that point. But yeah, man, that was a great match. Yeah, and uh, I, speaking of uh,
3: Jesse Ventura and uh, the hillbillies. Uh, what I liked about that was, like, I think it was uh, the first and only time Jesse Ventura actually came back into the ring. Because I remember after the match, he said that this was uh, after four years of unemployment, he said, from the ring. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was very interesting. And, and you know, he despite, like, his health issues and not being in the ring a while, I thought he put up a pretty decent match, you know, for being a three-man tag, uh, six-man tag, I should say, sorry. But uh, I thought he did really well, and I thought it got a lot of heat, got a lot of traction, and God, hey, did Uncle gonna, Elmer looked pretty good in the ring? <laughs>
0: hey, hey, Cole, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you, being a Jersey boy like me, that match was actually filmed at the Meadowlands Arena, the Hillbillies against Mantor and uh, and Piper. That that six man tag was actually filmed at the Meadowlands Arena. Oh wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool, right?
3: Yeah, I I, I didn't know that, actually, about that show.
0: Yeah. Shows you yeah. how much of a mark yeah, exactly. I really am. <laughs> hey, man, we we appreciate you calling in, and I uh, know you've called in a bunch in the past, please continue to do so, man. We'd like, uh, we'd like hearing your thoughts and opinions on Indies wrestling. Yep. Day's
1: All cool. right, thanks
3: for having me again.
1: Yeah, man, have a good night.
3: Thank
0: you,
1: man, All have right. a good night. Uh, Let's uh, We got Craig Holding uh, from Canada oh, Home of the newly crowned NBA champion Toronto Raptors Uh, Craig You there man, what's going on? Hey guys, thanks uh, for taking my call Yeah, I
5: know uh, um, I just found you guys here oh, a couple weeks ago Catching on all, all the podcasts And uh, I love this topic It used to be, uh, like you guys already said It was like Christmas, the Saturdays That uh, there'd be a Saturday Night's Main event on Instead of Saturday Night Live, just waiting one time, my parents let me stay up late to to watch it. It was just, uh, yeah, it was just, it was, it was seriously like Christmas. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Um, I'd t- say my favorite. Well, it, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it was my most memorable memorable moment because uh, I was scared. It was when do uh, you remember in Jake the Snake Roberts DDT Ricky Steamboat on the concrete. And oh uh, yeah. Oh, yeah and he legit hurt him, putting Damien all over him, and it was just it was just. I remember thinking, oh my god, is, is, Like is, he'll never come back. Uh, it was just really memorable in my head as a little kid watching that. And then the other one would probably be Nikolai Volkov and Hogan in the flag match, when Volkov actually picked Hogan right over his head and give him a backbreaker. Do you guys remember that? Like and it was Hogan was wearing the white tights, whereas the yellow <laughs> was kind of before he got into his yellow set, and he kind of had different tights all the time. He was kind of just kind of vivid memories for me those ones <clears throat>
1: yeah hey that's uh you know it's it's interesting that match with uh jake and and uh ricky the dragon steamboat you know I, I, you listen to jake talk about that in in interviews it's really interesting because i think you know at first he was trying i think to not do that spot he was trying to 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 get out of that and and was like hey man are you really sure you want to you want to take that on the concrete and and uh, steamboat, I guess, was like, you know, he was full on board with doing it, and and um, you know, so from everything I've ever heard, specifically, you know, Jake talking about that, is that, uh, you know, he was really he was really nervous about going out and and making that happen, and and uh, you know, by his account, saying that he he did he did get his forehead I mean on the on the concrete and and kind of knocked him out for for a few seconds, so. You know, um, that's uh, that's that 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 was at a time where you know they were starting to really ramp up the I think the drama in, in those storylines, and you know you got to see that with, uh, with 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 Steamboat on on taking a DDT on on the concrete floor because at that time that was really kind of not something you you got I think from from WWF programming so much was was kind of more you know what I guess maybe what we would consider more ECW type of, of things where, you know, you're doing stuff on concrete and, and more dangerous things, uh, you know, legit chair shots, things of that nature. So for, for taking a, a spot like that in, in 86 was was a pretty big deal. Absolutely. And, Craig, I
0: want to tell you, that, that's something I remember uh, big time as well as the kids for Saturday Night's Minute when that happened. And just the way that Ricky Steamboat was laying there and, like, how Jake had to drag his dead body back into the ring like, as a kid watching that, and you didn't see stuff like this on like Wrestling Challenge or Superstars of Wrestling, like like uh, like Matt was saying, like it's something that really stood out as as a kid watching this. And yeah, man, that's one of the coolest memories of Saturday Night's Main Event. And what was really cool as well is I, I I always thought that uh, back in April we do uh, 80s Wrestling Con here in New Jersey, and actually had Jake Roberts and Ricky Steamboat at the uh, convention. And uh, it was really cool to have both of them there. but that's definitely one of the, the memories I remember from Saturday Night's main event. And I believe that's also at the, at the top of the program we talked about. Uh, one of the things I loved from Saturday Night's main event as, as a kid is those opening vignettes where they played the music oh, in the background. So those cute. like those 15, yep. those fifteen second little spots. And it was Jake Roberts in the shower with the with the snake? I believe that was the episode where he wrestled Ricky Steamboat. I could be wrong, but I, I think that it might be. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you, Craig. That was one of my favorite Saturday Night's Main Event uh, memories, and it's still to this day, you know, it's still something that I remember. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys.
1: No, it
5: was uh, really good. Keep it up. Good work. Yeah.
1: Ha- Thanks, Thanks, Craig. Have, have, have a good night. Hey, before we go to our next caller, i got to do a shameless plug, Tommy. Uh, as we are talking about uh, Saturday Night's Main Event, Immediately following the show, for anyone out there listening, um, I'm going to be going on to my Facebook page. Uh, you can find me pretty easily on Facebook. It's just Squared Circle Classics. I'm going to do a watch party uh, for the match between Jake the Snake Roberts and Macho Man Randy Savage. It took place on November 29th, 1986, for the Intercontinental Championship. And another thing, that was, for me, I think it's the best match overall that they've ever had on that show and what was so interesting about it was it was two heels going head to head, which really was so far off of what the formula at that time was. Um, and this match is absolutely epic. It's about eleven and a half minutes. Um, so anyone that might be interested after the show, probably like around nine fifteen Pacific. Uh, midnight if you're up on the East Coast. If you want to come over to my uh, Facebook page, you can find me at Squared Circle Classics, and we'll do a live watch along where um, anyone that wants to join can just, uh, you know, watch and, and text your uh, your comment message your comments on screen, and and we can have a little fun with that for about 10-15 minutes. So that'll be coming nice. up right and after. And that's
4: the show.
0: that's Squared underscore Circle underscore Classics underscore. And uh, we're going to get to our next caller now, Tom from South Carolina. Welcome to ED's Wrestling
6: Radio. What's going on, man? Hey, how are y'all? It's the first time uh, listening to your show. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, thanks for oh, having awesome, me. Awesome, cool. man. Thanks,
0: thank you so much. How'd you, how'd you find
6: out about it? Uh, Twitter. Nice. No, nice. Man, well, thank you Twitter, for calling yeah. in. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what, what
0: was your favorite got... main event moment?
6: Hands down, it's the uh, match back when, you know, Randy Savage was trying to get that Intercontinental belt back, and he ended up, you know, challenging the Honky Tonk Man on Saturday night's main event, and the Hart Foundation came out there and got in the mix with Jimmy Hart, and they, you know, beat him up pretty good, and Elizabeth went and got Hulk Hogan in the Madness <laughs> met the Mania. Oh,
0: yeah. That, That's that right. Was an awesome,
6: awesome memory.
1: Yeah, to, I mean to me, I, 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 I love the logos. a too. fine moment, I think for sure on on the show. I mean that was that was huge. I to this, I mean you can just close your eyes and think when when the Hart Foundation had uh, Savage, they were holding them and Honky's lining him up for that uh, for that the guitar shot and Liz jumps in the way and Honky throws her down and blasts him and um, yeah, man. I mean I it's it's impossible to not think about Sand's main event and and not think about that moment. That's a big one for sure.
6: Yeah, they definitely set up Savage to go win the uh, the tournament because you remember the, the heavyweight title was vacant and they had the tournament uh, up there in uh, Trump Plaza, and uh, and they had the tournament and it was exciting up there and that kind of you know took Macho Man to the next level. He was always my favorite, so it was good for a little bit, anyways. Yeah.
1: Well, hey Tom, real quick before we let you go, you got it. do you have uh, do you have another memory? You know, that's the
6: one that sticks out the most to me. But I, I do like I, I I did like the logos a lot, like he mentioned earlier. And I do oh, like yeah. the um, I, Jake the Snake and you know have the have Damien. Believe the snake's name was in the shower with him. I, all that was cool because I never really thought about it because I was a kid. But I remember you know in the afternoon you you brought the other shows, the Superstars of Wrestling. You never saw like. To to uh you know class A's go at each other like that. You had to you know stay yeah. up late on Saturday.
0: Tom, you just brought some you just you just brought something else to, to my attention too that I wanted to well, two things actually. One, that, that storyline, uh that angle too was, was one of the my favorite Saturday to me Event moments when, you know, Elizabeth stood in front of the macho man and hunky you know threw out right away and hit him with the guitar anyway. Uh, that was like like Matt said. That's definitely a top five moment. But what you just said is something I want to talk about. The graphics. They would have a graphic for every wrestler. I mean, that was so cool back then. You, you had you yeah. know they all had graphics. Even like the Red Rooster had a graphic. Everyone had a graphic. It was so cool. And that they would show that right before the match started. Uh, that's something else that I really enjoyed from Saturday Night's Main Event was uh, those yeah. graphics of all the different wrestlers.
6: Something else just popped in my head, too. I was thinking about that match between the Honky Tonk Man and Randy Savage was, uh, you know, when they were coming. That was the last match of the night. I remember when, you know, they came out there and Hulk Hogan came out there and they shook hands and, you know, the madness met the mania. When they're going off, they're showing, you know, kind of highlights of a match of uh, Randy Savage and Elizabeth there. And they were playing Stand By Your Man, if you remember (laughs) the old song. I don't know why I remember that for some reason, but, And, yeah, know, like I said, y'all bringing up some good memories making me think a little bit. So, but I'm right. enjoying your
1: podcast. I'm going to hang up hang up and listen, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Tom, thanks for the call, man. I really appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. And you know, that um that that match too really set the stage because the following Saturday night's main event um was the match, the singles match between Savage and uh, Bret Hart. And that was Bret's kind of coming out party. I mean, you know, he had wrestled singles and house shows here and there, um, but that was his, I think, his real big first national exposure of uh, being a singles competitor and going against Savage. And I think, you know, when you ask most wrestling fans from that era, um, you know, what do you think the best match is? Or, you know, if you took a poll of most people, what's the best match Saturday Night's main event has ever had? I think the majority probably point to that Brett and Savage match that was, uh, uh, you know, as a result of that, the, the one prior with, with honky tonk. And um, it is, it's phenomenal. I mean, they do it great. It's got kind of a funny finish. I think you can tell that um, when you watch it, Savage actually leans, uh, uh, he kind of pulls Brett towards him, I think, cause they're trying to go home and they might've been going a little bit long, but you can tell in the finish there that, that Savage has to kind of lead him into, uh, into the, into the finish. But, it's a great match. Um, and, uh, and again, you know, talking about all time greats, you know, being able to go head to head that, I think, you know, that's really the one time we ever got two of the all time best to, uh, to lock up when, when Brett was still, you know, kind of a young pup, I man, a little bit older, I guess at that point, he was pretty seasoned, but you know, he hadn't quite, I think reached his apex yet. And, um, but you saw in that match, you're like, you know, that's, he's going to have a, he's going to have a really bright future as a singles competitor.
0: Absolutely, and we have another caller on the line, Jacob from Brooklyn. Welcome to EDS Wrestling Radio. How are you, man?
7: All right, how you guys doing? Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me like, a favor, I, I, Jacob.
0: Just just lower your radio a little bit over there. And you're getting a little background noise on it. That's okay. Okay.
7: No, that's the actually the phone actually. Oh,
0: there you go. That's that's much better. Hello. Oh. Hello. It uh, w- was better for a second Anyway, it's okay uh, w- would, uh, What's your favorite Saturday Night's Main Event moment, Jacob?
7: Well, oh man Saturday Night's the Main Event was like Watching watching those Friday night th- th- Those new cartoons that came out <laughs> And then you watch that Friday show And then Saturday morning be the cartoons But um, Oh man, I have so many of them I, I remember the Bulldogs always trying to uh, Take on the Dream Team Trying to win those belts I remember those. I remember the Hulk and Andre
1: versus Bud Bundy and
7: Stud. And then that, Yeah, that's
1: the match that that's the, that's the match that pulled me in as a wrestling fan for WWF was that match, Catching that. That was uh that's an epic one.
7: And then I also remember the one you just talked about Randy Savage and Bret Hart cuz I remember Savage would, hurt his foot and he was wrestling with one with one with one shoe. I remember that one. And then, of course, my favorite of all time
1: was uh, Paul Londorf and Hulk Hogan in the cage. Yeah, man, I think you Absolutely. got two two big fans of that match as well. That's a great one.
5: Oh, Jacob, real
0: real quickly, what what was so, what was it about Saturday night's main event that was so special? to you growing up as a wrestling fan like what what was it that drew you to tune in uh to watch those uh, shows when you were uh, watching in the 80s
7: well i mean for me it was because like you guys said you would never know when it was coming on it would come on once and then you would be like 3 months later and you'd be watching like looking at two, Is it coming on this week is it coming on this week <laughs> And then, the, only, the if you think about it, the only real one that they showed any highlights to earlier was like, I remember when um, the Saturday Night's Main Event, when uh, Mr. T got belted by Piper and when um, Bundy squashed Hogan. I remember that one coming on Saturday morning. Oh, you got to watch Saturday Night's Main Event tonight. Something's going to happen.
4: Yep.
1: Yeah, you always used some, use some big event because something was going to happen. If, if you were watching Wrestling Challenge or Superstars, and and they were talking about Sami's main event, setting up something, you knew that you know you you had to watch because that was going to be a, a, a big moment for the the company and and one of the major storylines that would probably be be talked about on future episodes. So yeah, you know, you, if they teased it, you knew you had to watch it for sure. I'll, hey, t- uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story.
7: If you don't mind I'll tell you a quick story Even though that Saturday night main event was taped That next night On Sunday night I visited my grandmother in New York And um, we went To the Madison Square Garden Where it was a lumberjack match Between Savage and Hogan And Hogan had his Taped up ribs Nice Nice
0: you know, we you know real, real quickly. You just said that what was great about uh, about wrestling back then is even though that was taped, and even though uh sorry, wrestling challenge, the superstars of wrestling were, were all taped. Back then, you didn't know what was going to happen because there was no, you know, internet. Uh, there was really no uh, newsletters back then in, in the mid to late '80s. Uh, so you were you, you tuned in and you were surprised as a fan, and and, and that's one thing. Uh, and Jacob, uh, we're gonna have to let you go. As we have a few other people on the on the on the on the line waiting, but I want to thank you so much for calling in, and uh, please call back again next week. Uh, one thing that I want to say real quickly before we get to the next call is I felt sorry, Matt, for wrestling fans today that didn't get to live and grow up as wrestling fans in our era from the '80s because it was just so different back then. Like you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't care about backstage politics and, you know, who was dating who and, you know, (laughs) who was uh, positioning to be higher on the card. You just sat down on your couch, you watched wrestling, and you enjoyed it as a fan. You didn't want to know, you know, all the backstage drama and all the stuff like that. So I, I, it just was so different back then in the 80s. And and, and that's why, you know, all these guys to this day, 30 years later, they're all larger than life, whether it be King Kong Mm -hmm. Mundi or just the Snake Roberts or the Magnificent Morocco. They're all larger than life superstars. It was just so different back then, man. So different.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great point. I think, you know, wrestling in that era, um, not only did you have larger than life superstars, but there was that mystique to it because you had to either watch it at a house show or you had to watch the, the live broadcast or, or tape broadcast when they were shown um, to really be in the know. And, you know, now it's like you can get, you go to a million sites to get recaps of raw, you know, or, or a pay-per-view, you know, instantly. And, um, you know, I, it's just obviously the, the 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 age we live in now, but I think it definitely has a fans of wrestling today, definitely especially younger fans probably have like a different perspective on how they how they fan or or how they interpret it um, than than how it was growing up and and watching it in uh, the 70s, 80s, and and probably even the 90s. Um, you know, where you really had to watch it live to really get the gist of what was happening. Hey, before we go to our next call, let me give out the listener hotline real quick again. You're on uh, 80s Wrestling Radio with uh, with Matt and Tommy. Uh, the number here is 323-927-2953. We're talking about Saturday night's main event here for about the next, oh, half hour or so. So call in, 323-927-2953. We want to hear uh, some of your favorite moments. But Tommy... Right now, we are about to be blessed, I believe, with the Howard Finkel of 80s Wrestling Radio. It's Matt with the Golden Voice. Matt, what is up, my friend?
2: Hey, Tommy, Matt. How's everybody doing?
1: Good. That voice,
2: bro. That
0: voice goes right through you in a good way. What's up, man? How
2: are you? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. Um Regarding Saturday Night's main event, you know, because like I've said, I'm, you know, a little younger, so I got into it at the tail end and some of the moments that stood out, you know, live scene that was Mr. Perfect and the 20-man battle royal that he won in what you would think was the twilight of his original run then. And the other big one for me was when um, Shawn Michaels beat the British Bulldog, and that kind of kick his singles run really with the Intercontinental title as first of many. And you really look back, Shawn Michaels had a lot of great moments on Saturday night's main event. Uh, obviously, defeating Davey Boy as a single star, but he had some great moments with Marty winning or losing against uh, the Hart Foundation for the tag. what was supposed to be the tag titles, Demolition, um, the Brain Busters. And, you, you know, take another hard look at it. If they were there and they made the Hall of Fame, chances are they have at least one match on Saturday night's main event that stands out.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. That's a really good call. And I'm glad that you brought those up because, you know, I, I love that stuff. But, you know, when I always think about Saturday Night's Main Event, it's always like the core stuff probably from the, the mid to late 80s. But you're right. The Rockers had some great matches. And, and you brought up, like, I, think, they, I think it was uh, the Brainbusters when they had the two out of three falls match. Um, and that was shortly, like, I think, you know, uh, Arn and Tully, we're still really brand new into WWF at that point, and that was uh, that was awesome. I mean, that was one of the the, the best matches, like tag matches. Um, you know, I think the Hart Foundation and the Rockers, you know, those, and the Brainbusters are probably the best tag matches that that uh, that they ever had on Saturday Night's Main Event, in my opinion.
2: Definitely, hey, I think Matt, so too, you said, especially you agree with, you with the, the Brainbusters.
1: Busters. Matt, you said you got into Saturday Night's Main Event
0: in the tail end. It ran from. 1985 to 1992 so you probably got it in 92 did you ever get an opportunity or chance to go back and watch uh the earlier saturday night's main events and if so what were some of your favorite
2: absolutely absolutely like uh the other gentleman said the one with um hockey talk man i think pushed Elizabeth out of the way and he bashed randy savage with the guitar and then hogan came out and made the save after the match with uh the match was with Bret Hart, Ricky Steamboat getting DDT for real. When he told Jake the Snake he could block it, and he failed to block it, and you could see it—he's dead weight that uh, <laughs> Jake Roberts was lifting into that ring. You know, he was dead weight. But even some of the other earlier stuff to watch usually involves, for me personally, either the Brainbusters or the Rockers, or those two teams going against each other. Because you got to remember, the Brainbusters beat Demolition for the belts on that program.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's those were great, great tag matches, man. Awesome stuff. Even the how brawls about, between the great brain-
0: when- Oh, go ahead. Why, why have you? Why have you on that? And, and well, I'm on both matches right now. How about when the Rockers won the WWF tag team titles from the Hart Foundation,
2: but it never aired? You guys, you guys remember that? Yep. It never was- aired, and. You could see the match without it goes without commentary, but it still never aired because that rope, the one rope broke, and it was so hard to wrestle around it. Yeah, but that nice. was, that was taped that was taped and started its main event. Yeah, and if not for that rope breaking, that could have probably changed the uh, trajectory, especially for um, a guy like Marty Janetti. You know his career.
1: Yeah, you know, you know it's, it is kind of a travesty that the Rockers never did did uh, officially win, uh, win the tag belts because, I mean, they were a part of so many amazing um, feuds, you know, and, and what, a, what an amazing era to, to just, like, enjoy tag team wrestling there in the late 80s and early 90s. Yeah, absolutely. Too. When I was
0: doing my when I was doing my homework on on this episode, we talked. You just talked about the two out of three falls match. You got to go back and look at the history of all the matches from Saturday Night's Main Event. There are several, several. I mean, maybe like as as much as ten,
6: uh,
0: tag team two out of three fall matches on Saturday Night's Main Event. Oh
2: yeah, I, I was it. Mm-hmm. Was mind-boggling how many two out of three fall matches there were. I think one of them that I got to watch in the past, not a two out of three falls per se, but just because I like this combination of tag teams going against each other, demolition versus the British Bulldogs. I think it was from uh mid 88 or something where uh, I think the Bulldogs used the cane or they did something to get disqualified, but nonetheless, I always liked watching demolition and the Bulldogs.
1: Oh man. Yeah. Classic matchup for sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, um, Hey, Matt, we gotta let you go, buddy. But thanks for the call and always great insight for sure. Uh, really good stuff. And and now that you brought up the Rockers, I want to go back and and watch. Um, I think some of their uh, their tag matches on on uh, Saturday Night's Main Event because they are uh, they are all classic. They're they're. I mean, those guys off you know off the court were knuckleheads, but man, when they when, when the lights were on and, and in between the ropes, man, those guys were always. They were games. Watch uh, good stuff.
2: Have a good evening, gentlemen. Thanks a lot for having right. me. Matt, nah, thanks, bro. <laughs> what
1: a what Tommy, a would you, hot you like to introduce tonight. our next would you like to introduce our next caller? I think we got uh, a little bit of a, a celeb here for you. Go ahead, man. You do the honors. All right. Well, uh let's open the phone lines to uh consequence. I think believe Colin's from New York. What's up, man? Hey, How, you doing? Jesus, doing
4: How you doing? How you doing? How you doing, y'all you good?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah,
4: buddy. All right, uh, Saturday uh, night's
1: main uh, event, man. What do you got for us?
4: Saturday night's main event, um, uh, big part of my childhood. I used to stay up, uh, past 11:30 on Saturdays to make sure I caught Saturday night, uh, Saturday night, uh, main event, man. That was a, uh, the big thing back in the days for me or whatever. Um, I, 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 you know, whenever I call in, I try to, I try to. Bring a bring a gem to the to the conversation. So I think a lot of people don't know, or may or may not know that Hulk Hogan actually retired Harley Race on Saturday Night Live's main event with a power driver that went wrong. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that. Hmm. If you go to YouTube, I watched it when I was I watched it when I was probably like in the can't remember what the year in the nineties, but it was the King Harley Race character and him and Hulk Hogan were the main event Saturday Night Live main event, and H- Hogan, I think I want to say he pow- he was pow- drill on a he, he pow- drill on he gave him a power drive on the floor, and somehow yeah. he ended up on a table, um, but that was the match that pretty much ended Harley Race. A disc slipped in his neck or his back or something after that match, and um, that's the master retired Harley race. Yeah, March twelfth, wow.
1: nineteen eighty-eight is when that match yeah, was played. See? And and I and I remember that spot. I I I want to say he he piled on the announce table. I think right is yeah, yeah, and either yeah, yeah, it slipped yeah, 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 yeah. or like it was just. I mean, it, you yeah, got it was about a... six hundred pounds on that announce table and you know, yeah, um, no, I, I do. And that, that is a, that you you brought it up and bringing a gem to the table. That is one. And, um, you know, I actually have, uh, the, the disc set of the best of Saturday Night's main event. And that is another one. Um, I want to go back and, and watch again. Cause you know, obviously when, when Harley race got to the WWF, he was kind of already at the tail end of his career. Um, right. and, but, but the King gimmick was, was, was you know if you think about Harley Race being like this amazing badass over the course of his career, it's kind of like a a corny thing to give to him. But like I mean, I think he 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 pulled it off. And um, you know, in fact, it was kind of funny. The very first House Show I ever went to, the main event was Junkyard Dog versus Harley Race. It was a precursor lead up right. match to their WrestleMania three match in eighty seven. So he carried that King gimmick for about a year. Um, but yeah, I mean, he definitely from a physical standpoint was starting to slow down, but yeah, um, I don't know if I ever knew that, like, that was kind of like, you know, one of his, his last ones, because, you know, he did kind of start fading out, and the next thing you know, he's turning up in WCW as a manager. As a manager,
4: right. No, that's a, hey, that's let me, a tell, you, let me tell you something. That's a massive retirement. Con- eh.
1: Consequence
4: knows
0: his wrestling stuff. He First of all, Consequence eh. is a real famous eh. rapper, just so you know. And <laughs> my man my man knows his stuff, so uh, Consequence, what I want to I know you're, you're up here in New York uh, with me. Uh, really quickly off topic, well, not kind of. We were just talking about Hogan and, and, and uh, Harley Race. Uh, were you at, or do you remember, or did you see the awesome Texas death match between Hulk Hogan and Harley Race at Madison Square Garden?
4: Um, no, I didn't. I think the, the one time that, when I was a kid, the one time I saw Hogan, I was living in San Diego, and I saw Hogan. Um, Hogan and Piper versus Orndorff at, and, and, I, and, and, or, and, and Randy Orton's dad, Cowboy Orton in, in San Diego. That was the one time I saw Hogan live. Nice. It was at a, it was at a house show. It was at a house show. So I, that, I, my dad actually took me to that joint or whatever at Jack Murphy Stadium. <laughs> um, so that was the one time I seen Hogan. Um. But um I was gonna say real quick too, the the funny thing about Harley Race, why you guys said like the King character was corny, but you know, obviously that led the King of the Ring and so Harley Race inadvertently burst Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
4: And, yeah. Um and another thing about Saturday Night Live main event was definitely, um I mean, to me the biggest uh, the biggest I guess Match in the history of Saturday Night Live main event would be the 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 Hogan Andre suplex pin fiasco, which led to WrestleMania four uh, so That's yeah. essentially that's essentially what was the was the beginning of the, of the decline of Hulkamania.
1: Yeah, that's when Hogan had to uh, get out and go film No Holds Barred was uh Right and that's when yeah.
4: and that's when they yeah. started passing the belt around. Yeah.
1: Yeah, hey concert, so those okay. Guys. I gotta tell you something. okay, I gotta ask you something man. So you being a rapper, I have to imagine like you can freestyle, right? Wait, you said what? I said you being you being a famous rapper, I'm sure you can freestyle, right? Are you I, freestyle? I do well I was gonna say, if you want and I don't even put you on the spot, but uh but okay, so I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan. My boy Damian Lillard is the best rapper in the NBA and he does this thing on Instagram called Four Bar Friday where people can just like throw down four bars on whatever and submit it into him and he highlights it. But if you want and maybe you don't have to do it tonight, maybe you want to call in another show, but I think it'd be awesome. If we got like a little four bar, just spit four bars for us on some '80s wrestling. So if you feel good about it, I say go for it. If it's something you want to like sit on and come back at another call, I think it'd be awesome if we got like a little uh, a little quick freestyle rap. What do you think, Tommy?
0: I would love to hear it. I don't want to put them on the spot though. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: hey,
4: uh, the, the whole story be about uh, this. We got you. I, think, he, I, I know think, he think he's
0: breaking up.
1: His connection's a little, yeah. The connection. You, are you still there, Consequence? Oh man, no. did we, do we lose him? All right. Well, I say call back in if you want, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, I think it. How, how sweet would that be if we could get him to, uh, to, to freestyle some, some '80s wrestling <laughs> rap. That'd be amazing. Maybe we could. Uh, That'd be awesome. Maybe we, maybe we could cut the new the new wrestling album, like from like the mid '80s. You know.
0: <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope we didn't. I hope didn't scare him off with that. I, I I did hear his phone cutting out though, so yeah, he I think, I think
1: we do is definitely having some technical difficulties there because he was talking, but it just kind of like was breaking up. Yeah. Oh. Um. We only got 10 minutes left,
0: man. There's so much we didn't get a chance to cover. I knew that this episode, well, first of all, we didn't even really get a chance to talk ourselves today because the phone lines have been lighting up the entire time. Uh, Very uh, popular topic. I guess now, and and I don't have anything planned, and I don't think you do either. Let's let's do what we did last week where we pick two topics and let the fans uh, vote and decide which topic they want to pick. I'll pick one, and you pick one. And then uh, we'll have the the, the fans uh, vote on our Twitter page, and uh, and then we can announce it uh, in the middle of the week. I I I have my topic. Um, I think it'd be an interesting one. Uh, I'm gonna go with WrestleMania 4, which was the uh, WWF World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Very interesting pay-per-view. A very underrated pay-per-view, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to go with that one for, for our topic next week. What do you think about
1: that? I think that's awesome, man. You know, um, I think, uh, I I thought the concept and the setup for that was, was amazing. Um, And, uh, and doing a tournament, I mean, it was, it was kind of such a leap of faith because, you know, you're going for the first time, you know, you're, you're leaving the comfort of, of Hogan holding the strap. So it's like, you know this is a completely new uh new new era that they're entering in at that point, so it was for me I think like that that alone makes it be uh you know so iconic and with savage uh taken the belt i mean and um was was just the great like the perfect choice obviously at that point in time, so yeah man, I think that's a really great one
7: um
1: all right.
0: w well, I'll go with that one who who are you gonna pick
1: oh man i think uh so last week I threw out this topic um, and um, and the Million Dollar Man, and I want to say the Million Dollar Man I'm going to put in the back pocket for maybe uh, a, a couple weeks. So if you want to throw another, if you want to throw another topic out there, um, why don't we talk about the Intercontinental Championship in the '80s? So pretty much anywhere from I mean, I think you kick off the decade, you've got Pedro Morales, and you end the decade with the ultimate warrior. So everywhere in between, you've got some of the biggest legends ever to hold that belt, right? You've got Greg Valentine, Tito Santana, Magnificent Morocco, um, obviously Macho Man Randy Savage, the Honky Tonk Man, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, and the ultimate warrior, and Ravishing Rick Rude. I think we've got a lot of meat on that bone to be able to, to slice and dice and talk about the, uh, the intercontinental championship during the eighties.
0: That's an awesome topic, man. I, I want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it'll be actually, uh, if you think about it, it should be a close call like last week because, the you know, WrestleMania four is when and they, they pass the torch to the macho man. And, uh, you know, you know, the, that was, uh, that was such an iconic moment in wrestling and, and being at Trump Plaza and all that. So, yeah, man, I think that would be a good one. Uh, intercontinental title in the history, of the history of the intercontinental title in the 80s and WrestleMania 4. We're going to put a poll up on, uh, on Twitter this week and uh, may the best topic win. Either way, we win because uh, we could probably talk about both for a very long time.
1: Oh, absolutely, for sure. Hey, getting back into Saturday Night's Main Event, I got a couple matches that um, I wanted to bring up. Um, I think the first one is, in my opinion, probably the greatest, well, not the greatest, but the biggest bump that Hulk Hogan ever took um, or gave, I guess, uh, but just in general, was the 1989, I think it was May of '89, uh, him and Boss Man in the Steel Cage, and oh, Hogan. Yeah. Superplexing him off of the steel cage, Um, we never saw – and I'd love it if somebody could post something or if they know if Hogan in his career ever took a bigger bump than this. But that superplex off of the big blue in 89 um, was – absolutely like off the charts. And I remember both guys were kind of like laying there on the mat for probably a good couple minutes before they started to move. But, you know, you go back and you watch it now and it's just so surreal because, you know, Hogan never went up on the ropes uh, or on the, t- I mean, he never climbed a turnbuckle um, other than obviously it was a cage match, but like uh, to see him put himself in a spot and then, and then obviously, you know, uh, big boss man, Ray Trailer to, To be like, you know, I'm going to take – I'm 6'7", 350. I'm going to take that bump from probably, what, 15 feet high um, onto the canvas like that is just absolutely insane. So I'd be curious, Tommy, like what are your your memories and what are your uh, opinions and thoughts about that moment?
0: Oh, that's another one, man. You you were talking earlier about top five. I, I That's got to be up there in the top five as well. That was, uh, they, and those two always work really well together. Bossman was so underrated for his size. Uh, he was so good, Bossman. as a babyface and a heel. But I like this chemistry with Hogan, man. That match definitely sticks out as, as uh, one of the I- iconic moments in Saturday Night's Main Event history. Uh, there's so many of them that we didn't even get an opportunity to talk about, Um how about the time Macho Man Randy Savage took on Georgia Animal Steel where Elizabeth was in a neutral corner, and whoever won that match got, you know, got the services <laughs> of Elizabeth. That's a, that's a hidden gem, hidden gem from Saturday Night's main event. Uh, how about Ricky Steamboat, who only held the Intercontinental title a very, very short time after WrestleMania three, his first uh, televised uh, title defense was actually on Saturday Night's main event against Hercules. Uh, that's a, that's another hidden gem that a mm. lot of people uh, don't remember. There's so much stuff out there that we didn't even get an opportunity to talk about. Um, how about when uh, Hogan wrestled Don Morocco, and that's when King Kong Bundy jumped Hogan afterwards, getting the Avalanche in the corner, the WrestleMania 2 match, mm. or uh, H- Hogan and Junkyard Dog teaming up against uh, the Funk Brothers, Terry and Haas Funk. I mean, There's just so many uh, matches that we didn't even get a chance to talk about that uh, what I would call hidden, hidden gems, you know.
1: Yeah, man, absolutely. And you know, I know like I think Bundy we talked about Bundy in the past and you know, I think he he's my he's my favorite big man of all time and um you know, him and Hogan had two classic ba- they they wrestled on back-to-back wrestle or uh, Saturday nights main events. They wrestled on that same card with um Savage and Brett, and Bundy won that match by count out and then they ran it back at the beginning of 88. So this was like about a month. This was like right towards the tail end of Bundy's run, his initial run in WWF, and and about a month before the main event where um, with the the, uh, twin ref controversy when Hogan drops the belt uh, to Andre in February of 88. But January of 88 was the rematch um, with Bundy where Andre was in his corner, and that's what set up the main event is because Andre came in and just beat the living hell out of Hogan, disqualification. And then, you know, they had to bring all the wrestlers out from the back to try to get Andre off him. And that is really, again, what set the stage for setting up the main event and obviously moving towards, um, you know, WrestleMania 4. So that second Bundy match, and again, I think Bundy, just like Boss Man, I thought Bundy and Hogan had such great chemistry um, in the ring because it was so great. Because Hogan was just a big by stature, but it was so great when he ever, when he fought someone bigger than him who just knew absolutely how to like bump and take all of his shots and make him look so great. Like it was just like poetry in motion. And I thought Bundy in those two matches and setting up the whole Bundamania um, concept, I thought was, uh, was a lot of fun stuff too.
0: Absolutely. And uh, one last thing before uh, we we wrap up, Uh, one of the most underrated and hidden well, not hidden, but people don't remember. Saturday Night's main event match, probably the most rarest Saturday Night's main event match, was Mister T versus Boxing Bob Orton in a boxing
1: match. That was on Saturday Night's main event. Oh, that's yeah. Um, that was a lead up to WrestleMania too, correct?
2: Yes, sir. Or it
0: was, it was yeah? I believe it was. It was right before or right after. It was. I think it might have been. Yeah, it might have been right before. But yeah, it was right around WrestleMania uh, too, two, correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you this is a topic we could definitely go on and on about. I know we're we're kinda of coming up against it, but uh I think I wanna I again I think, you know, thank everybody that that listened and, and that called in and I think Tommy, you know, this is our first show um of of hosting together and you know, hopefully we'll we'll get Jay back in the mix here um uh soon as well. But um, you know, I guess we'll, we'll be looking for, um, your posts this week to throw out the two topics to vote on for next Monday night's call. Uh, the topics are going to be WrestleMania four. And uh, then the second topic is going to be history of the intercontinental championship, uh, during the, the 1980s. So you guys can, uh, can look to vote during the, the week on that. And, uh, Last but not least, one, one more uh, shameless plug for my Facebook page, Squared Circle Classics. If you want to go on there when we wrap up this call, I'm going to do a live watch party uh, with the 1986 Saturday Night's Main Event match between Randy Savage and Jake the Snake Roberts. It's about 12 minutes long. Go ahead, find me on uh, Facebook, Squared Circle Classics, and uh, you guys can, uh, can comment along, and we'll, we'll do that here in the next uh, probably 10 minutes and uh, take about 10 or 15 minutes of your time. So with that, Tommy, man, I'll, uh, I guess – Great time with you this week, and, and we'll catch up uh, again here soon. But um, any final thoughts?
0: Yeah, man, I'm just looking forward to uh, next week's episode. Uh, either way, we win. Uh, both of those topics are awesome. I'll, I'm going to probably throw those, that poll up tomorrow on, on our Twitter page, which is 80s Wrestling underscore. And uh, real quickly also, tickets are now on sale and available for 80s Wrestling Con 2 on Saturday, October the 26th, in Freehold, New Jersey, at iPlay America. You can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com for a list of all the talent that's appearing there and uh, ticket information. Some of the stars that are going to be there include The Million Dollar Man, Teddy Biasi with Virgil, Sardin Slaughter, Bob Backlund, Demolition, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Haku, The Killer Bees, Mr. Wonderful Paul Honor, many more. Uh, so head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Dot com, and until uh, next week, Matt. I hope you have a great week, and everyone out there has a great week. And uh, we'll catch you next week right here on Eighties Wrestling Radio.